Corona Chronicle session 32 with Katie Frank of Zing Train. So you guys have probably heard of Zing Train or Zingerman's or a lapsed anarchist's approach to fill in the blank. Uh, that all belongs to this, this, the, the Zingerman family of business. I think that's what they call our community of business. Uh, an incredible organization based out of Ann Arbor. So, uh, an organization that I'm a massive fan of. And you must have heard us mention their books before in, in past episodes. But anyway, uh, we have Katie Frank on. Katie Frank is the new co co managing partner of Zing Train. Uh, so basically, she runs the training uh, that you know everything that they do within Zingerman's, and they teach their team. They also teach other people and other organizations. She's running that, and they sent out an email earlier in the week, or maybe it was late last week, where she's basically shared some resources that they thought were pertinent during the current state of our industry. Uh, the topics of those articles were why having hope is so important or why having hope matters, the power of visioning during a transitions, how to give great customer service and, uh, over the phone and also maximizing your time by managing yourself which actually that last one we didn't get to, but she's always welcome back and she was made aware of that. So hopefully later, uh, maybe next week or this week, we can get her back to talk about that time management. Or maybe you guys have somebody who is good to speak about time management. I'm open to suggestions. But before we hit play on today's episode, I want to let you know that this session is brought to you by Restaurant 365. Restaurant 365 is a hospitality platform that empowers restaurants. Restaurant 365 is a cloud-based, all-in-one restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that is seamlessly integrated with your POS system, payroll providers, and food and beverage vendors. Uh, learn more by heading over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable, and you will qualify for 30% off implementation and a free inventory build within Restaurant 365, a value of $5,000. And if you guys have been too busy to check out technology and to streamline your business, now is the time to do that. And Restaurant 365 is absolutely something you should be checking out. All right, here you go. Today's session with Katie Frank. Good morning, Katie Frank. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Eric? Hanging in there, trying to stay productive and uh, you know just continue to serve, right? Uh, so uh, Katie Frank is the co-managing partner at Zing Train. And last week, I got an email from uh, Zing Train because I subscribed to their email list like you should too if you're listening to this. And on that email list, there was a, um, a bunch of, or I think it was four articles that you listed, uh, pertinent articles during this weird time. Uh, those four things in, the, in that email were why hope is so important, uh, the importance of visioning, uh, especially tr- in transition in uh, how to take uh, great phone orders and time management, all four things, which I think right now are something we could all benefit from. So today um, I'm just such a huge fan of Zing train and this is actually my first time connecting with Katie Frank. Uh, so I'm excited to introduce you guys to Katie Frank. Ari Weinswag was a past guest on the show. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Zing train and uh, what you guys got going on over there before we dive in. Yeah, thank you. We are, part of the Zingerman's community of businesses. So we're located in Ann Arbor, Michigan. While we mostly have all food businesses, we are one of the 10 businesses Zing Train does uh, in-person training for, through two-day workshops and, we're, um, and in-person training on location at respective client sites. And we're currently working on developing some virtual training uh, given our current 
situation. So uh, the Delicatessen is our flagship business, and it started back in 1982, and, and we've grown over the past 38 years. Uh, Zing Train itself has been in business for 26 years, so we've been doing training for 26 years. And, and I think what differentiates us is that we teach on processes and systems and techniques that we utilize in our community of businesses. Uh, so it's not a bunch of theory. It's it's practical tools and tips that, that we know work. Yeah. And um, you guys, and just for those who are not familiar with the Zingerman's brand, uh, you guys have gotten accolades reigning uh, through the industry or, or for years now. So it's a, you know, it's a successful brand. Uh, it's a highly admired brand. And, uh, you guys work with some of the, you, you work with some of the best brands across the country. You were just telling me you were in town working with a uh, high hospitality uh, last year, which is, if you guys didn't know Austin at all, you know, high hospitality group. So, uh, this is a great person to be listening to right now. Be paying attention. I implore, like I highly encourage you to, to pay attention right now. So, um, we're going to just kind of work through this list. Hopefully we get through all four today. Uh, I told Katie that if we don't get through all four today, she's always welcome back. So the first item we're going to talk about today uh, to help empower you guys through this um, pandemic is why hope is so important. I think this is uh, a great topic to start with. Why is hope so important? Well, when when you look at the prospects, I mean, I think we're all we're all experiencing huge, huge economic challenges, and we are trying to balance our financial health. Uh, the safety of our staff, and also having a business to come back to when we work through this current situation. Um, and we subscribe to servant leadership, which is like, how do we best serve the organization and best serve those in it? So we, as a partners group, all of the partners, owners of our 10 businesses are really have been grappling with, look, uh, how how are we serving people? How are we serving our customers? How is the experience for the staff? And uh, it's a lot of gray area while we try to maintain some level of business. Um, and also, again, first and foremost, the safety of our staff. Um, in terms of why having hope helps, <laughs> if we, you know, you could go, Either way, you could say, yeah, we're, we're doomed. This is, ter- you know, this is terrible. Uh, it's kind of thinking about worst case scenarios. We need to do that so that we can fear set so that we can kind of get to a better spot. Yep. Um, hope is, okay, like in our mission statement, it's all about providing an experience for our customers and our staff, trying to enrich as many lives as we possibly can. And when we came back to that, premise it was like all right people view us as uh, a big beacon of light in the community and if if we if we don't have hope you know how does that fare for the rest of the community and so we really we've always been about service and serving the community and and this gave us our own call to action how can we best serve those in the community uh and how can, you know, what we sell, no one needs. And how can we provide a small luxury for people during this really chaotic, anxiety-ridden time? Uh, and so having hope is really around, all right, how can we find some aspect of what we're going through? And how can we, you know, have a call to service so that we can be in service to those around us and in the community? Um, and 
And frankly, it's like, I, I don't want to focus on if everything was to close down. <laughs> so yeah. if, if we could be a beacon of light for others and, and, you know, we can hold our flag and we're going forward to be in service to, to those around us, then, then that's the, that's our, our call to action. Yeah. When I think of hope, I think of a purpose, you know, like hope is purpose. Uh, hope is, gives us something to get out of bed every morning. Like if we don't have hope, what's the point? And I think right, right. now it's so important that we provide some like sense of hope for our team members, for our community that like this is going to end. Uh, and it's just optimism, right? It's, 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 it's right. th- like those are the, the words that come to my mind. Um, and w- thinking of hope, um, in in the article that you shared, there's a, a also this idea of false hope that we want to avoid. Uh, how do you find that balance between providing hope, providing purpose, giving people you know a reason to get out of bed, but at the same time not giving them false hope? T- as you know, you don't want to just give them hope falsely just to to show up. Like you want to be real, you want to be authentic. How do you find that balance? Well, we try to be very transparent with our staff. And when we practice open book management, it's very clear, like, where are our sales? How's our cash? And it helps to be very real with with people. And this was a situation when, like at Zingtrain specifically, when we needed to furlough staff so we could protect cash and hopefully have a business when, when we get to the other side of this. Um, and it's really hard. Uh, we don't know if we'll get a small business loan. Uh, we don't have enough cash to bring our staff back to develop online learning modules. Um, we are hopeful that we get a small business loan so we can bring our staff back to help us develop these things. Uh, and so it's that fine line. You know, it was a big, um, for, for such a collaborative organization to say, look, we're going to you know, we, we uh, collaborative organization as a whole. And then Zingtrain specifically, we've got uh, 11 full-time staff members to say, all right, we need to do this right now. Uh, and we're hopeful that we can bring you back. Um, but we don't know. We don't know enough. I mean, our wheelhouse is in-person training and no one's gathering right now. Uh, so we don't want to provide false hope, but we also want to make sure that people know that we are working as hard as we can every single week. We send out a weekly update uh, for those that want to opt in and look at it um, and, and that want to choose to engage. Um, so the false hope, I think what we're trying to navigate is how can we be as upfront as po- and upfront as possible with where our current financial situation is when do we imagine that things might start to turn? And then how can we engage with the team to help us get to a better spot? So that's what we're hoping to do in the next um, two weeks is have a virtual team meeting for, okay, here's a vision of what we're thinking. Yes. We're going to be getting and, into vision next FYI. So I want to use that as yeah. a little teaser, why these two are so important. Go, go ahead. Yeah. So how can we engage with people to say, okay, we're not sure how this is going to go. Uh, we want your help. What are some ways that we can bolster some revenue generating opportunities and how can you help in that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's in this article that you shared in that email thread, there's two types of ways or two types of hope or, uh, 
I think I'm reading that right. The the first hope type of hope is uh, hope for more des- desirable future, right? And the hope that the work that we're doing matters or is, is going to make a difference. And I think that's really important to point out right now because hope uh, for a more desirable future, right? The the future is very uncertain right now. But what right. I what I'm trying to communicate to my audience is that we actually we can be proactive. We can determine our future by coming to get together as an industry, getting on the same page, sharing knowledge and saying, what do we want the future to look like? What right. and that we're going to transition to the significance of visioning. Right. Um, so right. we can think of that on a grander scale of like, what's the industry going to look like? And then what's our business going to look like? How can we make the changes in our business that we've been wanting to change over the past X you know, years, X months, X weeks. Now's our time to redefine into revision. And I think that can be very hopeful. So using that for hope. And then also if you're in the stuff right now, if you're, if you, you know, just if you're, if you retained your managers, right. And you guys are, you know, busting your butt, um, letting your people know that the work you're doing right now is helping, you know, first responders is helping communities that can't go to the grocery store because there's no food left or whatever, or, or people that are afraid to leave. Like we can deliver to their house. Like we're making a difference. I think those are the things you need to be thinking of when you're communicating to your staff about, about, about trying to, to deliver hope. Right. Do you want to reflect on that? Right. Absolutely. I think one, well, one thing Ari, our co-founder does is every night he sends out an email which is kind of like a rallying cry and just basically like gets people aligned. Here's some resources for staff. And they often will share uh, what we call a code green, which is a compliment that we've received from customers. And when we get these comments, it, it really is helpful to circulate those to your staff because it does show that we are making a difference. Um, our mail order business is really booming right now. Uh, the only part of the organization I would say that's like really cranking it um, currently because people people want something special when they're feeling a lot of anxiety and they they want a, a taste of of comfort and of home, if you will. Um, and so when we get those emails that are like, "Thank you so much for being open," uh, just having some Zingerman's brownies in Boston has really been so fabulous for me. And um, so we share those with our staff for sure because. Um, And this is why we think of having, you know, a strong mission overall, like we're providing this experience for for as many people as we possibly can. Um, It keeps it high level. And so if you only focus on like, I'm going in here, I'm feeling nervous because people, you know, that we're interacting with, they could be sick. Am I exposing myself? Like if you can get, if you get in that mindset, it can, you can go down one path. And if you think about, okay, how can I help be of service to the people again in our community? Um, people that can't get out, maybe they're elderly, what have you. Uh, then again, it's providing this higher purpose of mm-hmm. the work that we're doing. Yeah. So, um, so sharing those comments with staff are critical, uh, letting them know what a big difference they're making for sure. Um, letting them know kind of what part they're playing in this bigger picture. is also really important. Yeah. We have to communicate this. I think just uh, to bring that to the surface, like Ari does every night, you people have to know that you see them, that their, that their work yeah. is mattering. Uh, and the best way to do that is just to say it right. Just to bring it to the surface right. as, as, as often as possible. Um, right. All right. So I think we can kind of transition away from uh, the significance and power of hope during times like this. Uh, now we, we've kind of danced around it, the significance mm-hmm. of visioning. Cause you know, we're going to come out of this thing. Um, we get to choose how we come out of this thing. So we'll talk about right. visioning and why that's so important. Yeah, I, I think, well, 
it was beautiful to see the restaurateurs in Chicago come together. They were like the first group that Lisa and I was aware of that really came together to, to ask, uh, ask the local government for, and national government for help. Um, so they clearly had a vision of like, how do we want to come out of this thing? Uh, and then subsequent cities and, and groups around the country have, have done that. And I think for me, I can at least tell my personal experience um, last, not this past week, but the weekend before I was having like serious, serious anxiety. Um, and I go to visioning. It's the thing that I know for sure is going to, you know, what's a picture of what things look like when we're not in this mess. So uh, there's a woman in Memphis, Tennessee, that's got a great bakery, Cat Gordon and Muddy's bakery in Memphis. And she's learned our visioning process and she helped, she adapted it for her own staff. And there's one part that, that she shared back with us that I use regularly. Um, I haven't needed to use it so regularly as now, but it was so, so helpful. It's called fear setting and it's get all your fears out, like write them down. It's almost like a negative brainstorm. What are all the things that are going to go wrong and why this is not going to work? And the thought around that is like, let's get all that negative energy out. And then we're going to shift into visioning, which is let me draft in story form a positive image of what success looks like at a particular point in time. So I, I did my fear setting. What are all the fears that I have, including like the business is going to close. Uh, we're not going to be able to bring staff back. Our e-learning is not going to sell. You know, Grandma and then I shifted dies. to, yeah, 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 exactly. Sorry. Then I shifted to, all right. We've got robust e-learning offerings. Uh, you know, we, we're making traction. We've got great look and feel and online presence with our e-learning. Um, and we're able to bring people back slowly and fiscally responsibly. Um, and I could, I could physically feel my body change by the end of the time I was doing this visioning exercise. So I cannot stress enough the power of visioning. Uh, and in this time, I mean, we typically say go out a year or two, but in this, in this really anxiety ridden time, go out two or two or three months, Mm -hmm. you know, go out as far as you can, uh, to think about what does success look like. And you can, you put real things in there and like hurdles that you jumped and things that you aren't sure how to figure out, but we got to a creative solution you will physically feel better. Yeah. And then you have that to like look back on, on those nights or during the, you know, whenever you're having those moments that where you, where it goes dark, Yeah, uh, you can pull that out and see, okay, where is it that I'm going and what do I want to be doing? And like and in time, like what's a three month vision look like during times like this? I feel like one example would be, did I maintain relationships with my guests? Like, did, did I stay top of mind? Um, was I there for them? Like a vision, we were there for our guests and people are talking about how much or how grateful they are for our support during all this would be like an example of a vision for a time like this. What's another example that you can think of? Um, well, yeah. What customers are saying, how you're able to, you know, what is appropriate staffing look like, or maybe that you have staff, um, that they're all yeah, back I, working for you, maybe? Yeah. What's that? Maybe that they're all with you again working, like that's a right. vision. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And and I think, well, for us, realistically, like I, I don't, we aren't financially going to be able to bring back all of our 11 full-time staff. Definitely not in the fall. Um, 
I'm hopeful that we can bring some back, even at a part-time level, if, if that is still uh, workable for them. Um, so to me, vision is like, it does provide hope and it does provide some direction, um, but it gets you out of the current status quo. Mm-hmm. And, and so in terms of like what to include in there, I mean, it's going to be specific for, for, the, for the author. Um, the things that I wanted to call out in, in the vision that I drafted was around you know, new revenue streams, taking care of the staff, and then having some kind of uh, balance myself. It, like, am I able to manage everybody um, after my co-managing partner retires in July? You know, so so those were some of the things that were important to me. Yeah, awesome. Uh, any other uh, details around visioning? Um, and I mean, just one other thought that came to my mind while you're thinking of any other details you can share with us uh, when it comes to visioning, when, when you when you make that vision, I think it's like the first step in like developing a strategy because now you have an aiming point. Now you have you, know, you start with the end in mind, right? Like, here's where I want to be. How do we get there? And I think it just gets you out of that funk instantly. So if you guys haven't gotten your vision down um it, maybe that's what you need right now to get out of that funk. Maybe that's what you need right now to, like you say, uh, suppress your your anxiety uh, to give you give give yourself something to focus on and work towards to keep the mind busy. Right? I mean, those are the thoughts right. that are going through my mind. Any other thoughts you want to share before we move on? Well, we've got uh, we've got some our webinars on visioning on our website zingtrain.com, and it'll take you through how to draft a vision. Uh, so if you go to the very bottom part of the homepage, you just click on webinars and it'll take you there. If you share um, that link with me, I'll host it okay, with this episode. Perfect. Yeah. Happy to do that. I um, know <clears throat> I would say just start and, and it, you'll feel your energy shift. It's not a fix all, uh, but it does give you a point in time to look forward to. That's not our current day. Yep. Um, now I think we probably have time for one more. Uh, the four topics we were going to try to cover today was uh, why hope is so important. The the power of tr- visioning through transition, uh, how to take phone orders accurately and time management. I think we might be able to crank out that phone orders real quick and move over to time management. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we can, <clears throat> we can cover those quickly. So obviously phone orders, right? Uh, way up right now. And if you haven't trained your people on uh, how to, to take an order, like what are the key variables? Maybe just we'll spend like two or three minutes here just to, to drop like the key variables on our listeners. What do you got? Well, our four steps for order accuracy are critical. So the first one is to read back 15 can sound like 50. Uh, also can, well, <clears throat> yeah. So order accuracy is critical. Uh, so read back is the first step. Second one is to pre-check. So if someone else, like, let's say you're doing something in the kitchen, um, if there's some question on like what, what modifiers you have for this order um, and then there's recheck. So once the order is done, I'm going to recheck it before the customer comes or before we head out for delivery. And then you want to confirm upon delivery. So read back, pre-check, recheck, confirm upon delivery. Yeah. Um, Those, if if you do that, like you're, you know, that's good. That's a great, Great starting point. And what Katie's talking about right now is closed loop communication, uh, which is something I learned a lot about when I was a commercial pilot. Uh, just the significance of, of this is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do, like the, the read back, right? And mm-hmm. then like verifying and checking that everything that we said we're going to do together has been done, right? right. That's another way of saying what you just said, correct? And then you do it right. twice. Um, you, you, yeah, well, like you check the order before it gets into production and then you check it before it goes out to the customer. So, so it's like the expediter station. So there's actually like four filters there. Like this is what I want. Okay. This is what you want. 
the readback, right? This is confirmed what they want. It's in the bag. Confirm this is what you wanted. So there's all those different layers of like, so, you know, of just hoops you got to jump through to make sure that the order is right. That might seem like a lot of work and a pain in the ass, part of my language. But what would be even more of a pain is having to take the order again, have like, you know, you throw a wrench in the system, like, you know, the kitchen hates having to make correct mistakes. Um, so you must, imp- especially now when we want to have as minimal touching points as possible, you don't want right. to be bringing things back. You want to send it out one time, right? Right. Uh, and everybody's working with a skeleton crew. So uh, you you want to be efficient with with what the kitchen needs to do. And then, you know, with going out either on delivery or, you know, curbside, you don't want, again, additional touch points. So. I'm just going to cover like the, <clears throat> excuse me, our three steps are given great service, which the order accuracy is embedded in there. So it's figuring out what the customer wants, getting it for them accurately, politely, and enthusiastically. And then the third step is to go the extra mile. Mm. So the, the figure out what the customer wants. One thing that's critical is something we call the 10-4 rule, which will probably change to 10, the 10-6 10, rule because <laughs> right. it's a 10 feet make eye contact smile yeah. <laughs> and have four feet verbally greet. Um, over the phone, you know, people can see or can hear if you're smiling or yes. if you're rolling your eyes. And and so we want to make sure and smile before we pick that phone call up. And if we're feeling maxed out or rushed on something, like let's take stop and take a deep breath before we pick up that phone. Because again, you want you want your smile to come through. Yeah. Uh, that tone, they can hear the tone. Like if you're rolling your eyes or if you're smiling, there's a natural tone tied and attached to that. Uh, so be super mindful. And especially now I think people need a bright voice more than ever. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're, everyone's struggling. So, you know, give them a smile. All right. I think we still have time for a little bit of time management. Uh, Maybe we don't have to go too deep here, but I think this is important. Uh, Also, I mean, I'll I'll give you the option if you want to come back. Um, Time management, I think, is a really hot topic right now because so many people are working from home and uh, so many of us are not used to working from home. The idea of working from home in the restaurant industry is kind of like a a novelty. You know, it's like we will never have that as an option, but there's a lot of... um, you know, things we can do working from home. What do you, do you think it's worth unpackaging this now? Or do you want to leave this as a teaser for another day? Um, we can certainly revisit it. Yeah. Cause I think it. we could, we could yeah. probably spend some time here between the two of us. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to cheat our, uh, our uh, listeners. So I think we're good with that. Yeah. So today we okay. covered why is hope important now? Um, we talked about th- how you can create hope, uh, visioning and the, just how to take an accurate phone order, uh, which are, I think very all pertinent things to cover in during, you know, today, today's, uh, events, right? <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. any last words before we say goodbye, Katie? Well, just check out our website for free resources, uh, articles, We've got a great blog uh, and webinar and I'll send you links to all of those. So you can post for your listeners and reach out if we can help in any way. I mean, we we're right now we can help people facilitate. We can help facilitate a vision. In fact, we're likely going to do a virtual visioning session in the next week or two. We'll Let me next know. Two weeks. Let me yeah. know when you have that date. I'll uh, absolutely I will. Uh, share it. Uh, maybe right. I'll even hang out with you guys. That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, um, we'd love that. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll include some links, uh, but check out our information. It's it's timely. It's uh, free. Most of it, you know, uh, all of the resources are free on our website. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, reach out if you've got questions. I'll, I will link to the uh, four articles, the why hope is so important, visioning through transition, phone, ac- phone order accuracy, and time management in today's post, along with the, the resources you said that you would link to. What, what were those one more time for our listeners? Uh, well, I'm going to send you our webinar on how to write a vision. Yep. Um, and then some articles on phone service. And then, well, you're going to link the one on hope. So yeah. and <clears> those, those are all, the ones that I was yep. thinking. Those are all be, uh, if you head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash RCP for restaurant coronavirus podcast. Um, this is session 32. I'll have all those resources listed right there. And Katie, Frank, thank you so much uh, for taking the time uh, to come talk with us. And congratulations on your new position as co-managing partner at Zing Train. That's a great uh title to have great company to be a part of and i'm looking forward to working with you again in the future all right thank you very much eric it was my pleasure thanks for having me on cheers all right there you go thank you so much katie frank for coming on the show and diving deep into hope visioning and uh best practices when it comes to taking phone orders all really important stuff right now but diving deeper into this idea of hope and why it's so important uh we we are the source of inspiration you know we need to be hopeful if we're not hopeful our people will not be hopeful how do you get hopeful well you create a vision that's hope worthy right and you get to make that decision right now so if you haven't created a vision of how you want to return to this industry, how you want to come back stronger. I encourage you to get together with your team and bring them in on this exercise, right? What does the vision of the future look like for your business, for your company, for the industry? Start having those conversations and watch the hope swell. So Great stuff today, uh, and also, obviously, the great advice on taking phone orders, uh, communication, 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 uh, when we need to be more careful than ever to, to minimize touching points, uh, getting those orders right is critically important right now, and uh, obviously, you know, it's just good service, and being mindful of that energy that you're uh, projecting uh, during this awkward time. You know, everyone's a little stressed out, but, you know, we can filter through that stress and show up the best version of ourselves, so. Great stuff today. Thanks again, Katie Frank and the Zing Train team uh, for sharing this knowledge. And hopefully we can do more collaborations in the future because I'm a huge fan of that work. And um, all right, guys, uh, calls to actions, calls to actions. Uh, maybe you might have heard me mention it in the past that Restaurant Unstoppable, the core content that I produce and have been producing for the past uh, six plus years is available now on video. So all this time hanging around your house, do me a huge favor. If you found value in this podcast in the past and you found value in these Corona Chronicles, head over to uh, YouTube and search Restaurant Unstoppable. I'll link to it in the show notes here um, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Help me out and you'll come in and hang out in the restaurants with us. Uh, see what it's like to be um, recording this podcast and behind the scenes stuff. So So there you go. Check it out. Thank you in advance. I've also got to let you know that this episode was brought to you by Restaurant 365, a cloud-based all-in-one specific to the restaurant industry accounting and back office platform that seamlessly integrates with your POS system, payroll provider, and 
food and beverage vendors. To learn more about Restaurant365.com, head over to Restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and you will qualify for a 30% off implementation in a free inventory build within Restaurant365, a value of $5,000. And guys, I cannot say enough great things about my sponsors. When you use my sponsors, it shows my sponsors that you're listening, that you're paying attention and that, uh, you know, it, it makes sense to sponsor Restaurant Unstoppable. So if you want to support this podcast, please use my sponsors and use my links and big hugs and kisses. If you have, you have no idea how thankful I am for that support. All right. Now we can say goodbye until next time. Stay healthy and positive.